From Audible, I'm Sam Scholl. From the Washington Post politics section, Philip Rucker writes, Clinton's challenge, become a change agent in a year shaped by voter fury. Rallying hundreds of service workers who are struggling to get by, Hillary Clinton tried here last week to empathize with their frustration and promised to deliver change. A Clinton presidency, she vowed, would bring better-paying jobs, renovated schools, and repaired bridges and highways. Labor laws would toughen, student debt would decline, and health care would be more accessible. Then, there was the most obvious change of all. It's about time that we had a woman running this country, exhorted Clinton's introducer, actress Jamie Lee Curtis. But not everyone at Clinton's Southern California rally saw the Democratic presidential frontrunner as a credible change agent. Augustine Garcia, a 47-year-old father of six who stocks grocery shelves for a living, shook his head as he watched her campaign. She's not going to change anything, because she's part of the people in power, Garcia said. She's not part of us. It's as simple as that. The sentiment encapsulates one of Clinton's biggest vulnerabilities in a general election against Republican Donald Trump that she otherwise is well-positioned to win. Polls show a large majority of voters believe that the country is going in the wrong direction and that the political system is dysfunctional. They are hungry for change, and they see Trump as most likely to deliver it. In this month's Washington Post-ABC News poll, Clinton led Trump on a range of presidential attributes, from whose policies are most realistic to who has the best temperament and experience. But when voters were asked who would bring needed change to Washington, Trump trounced Clinton 53% to 39%. Donald Trump is the vote for change in this election, Republican strategist Fred Davis said. She simply can't be. He's the future, she's the past. He's exciting. She's same old, same old. In today's climate, I think change overwhelms safe. Advantage, Donald. At Clinton's New York campaign headquarters, her advisors are grappling with how to convince swing voters that a former Secretary of State, Senator, and First Lady who owns a home in Washington has cultivated deep ties to Washington and has played a starring role in the political scene for a quarter century will usher in change. Central to Clinton's strategy for the fall campaign is to disqualify Trump, the presumptive Republican nominee, as too dangerous and risky to be commander-in-chief. She began this in earnest over the past 10 days. But in a campaign season shaped by voter fury, Clinton's team and her Democratic allies believe that assailing Trump alone may not secure the White House for their candidate. Clinton must be seen as a credible leader for middle-class Americans exasperated by the gridlocked government and an economic system that they feel has failed them. There's so much anger at the establishment, and it's hard for her to divorce herself from that, because she's been a fixture on the scene for so long, said David Axelrod, the chief strategist on President Obama's campaigns. It is important to speak to the sense of insecurity that is driving some Americans, but I think she has to do it in a way that is authentic. This environment gave birth to the surprisingly successful insurgency of Bernie Sanders, who rocketed from near-obscurity to winning state after state in the primaries. Though the senator from Vermont trails Clinton in the overall delegate count by a seemingly insurmountable margin, Sanders has been barnstorming California in hopes of upsetting Clinton in the most populous state and taking his case to the Democratic National Convention. While Sanders' clarion call for a revolution draws thousands of liberals to his rallies, Clinton's campaigning generates far more selective enthusiasm. Axelrod said Clinton's suite of proposals addresses people's unrest, but she needs to project more empathy. He suggested she share anecdotes about her middle-class, Midwestern upbringing, for one. She's got a trove of policy to speak to various aspects of this insecurity, but the question is whether that is a substitute for a sense of genuine identification, Axelrod said. Jeff Guerin, a Democratic pollster who advises the pro-Clinton Super PAC Priorities USA Action, said his focus groups and other research 
show that Clinton's positions against Citizens United, supporting a surtax on multimillionaires and cracking down on big banks and pharmaceutical companies, resonate with voters. Contrasting her with Trump, Garen said, their approach to change is very different. Donald Trump is a blow-the-place-up kind of guy, and that's not who Hillary Clinton is or ever will be. At the end of the day, Trump's version of blowing the place up will become justifiably frightening to voters. In an interview with the Washington Post last week, Trump was asked what he thought Clinton could do to persuade the angry voters now backing him to cast their ballots for her in November. I can't tell Hillary how to behave, Trump said. I can't think for Hillary. I have to think for myself. Trump said he thought what the country needs most is spirit, and that only an outsider like himself could bring it. Our country needs a cheerleader, he said. We're down, and if we have her, we're going to be out. To Clinton supporters, part of her appeal is that she is measured and methodical. A change agent, yes, but a pragmatic figure, not a revolutionary one.